Hi, I'm Britt. And my name is Alyssa. And this is Skeletales. And this is the podcast where we strive to answer the age-old question of, is my dead grandma watching me? I think I've answered it. Oh. You do know at birthday parties, when you go to light the birthday candles, and you've got your lighter, and you're like, and that birthday candle won't light, or maybe it'll light, and then all of a sudden it's out, and you're like, oh, you light it. Okay. Because <laughs> she doesn't want my hair catching on fire when I'm blowing out the birthday quest candles? Is this why? There's nothing bad about that. Your number one fear. Yes, that's Your it. hair catching on fire. It is my, it is my main fear in life. Um, okay, wait. I could see it being grandma if you just like stuck your finger in the cake. Or if maybe like you really hated everybody at the birthday party and you like uh-huh. mixed some x lax into the birthday batter. <laughs> and she's like, don't eat it. Yeah. And then she's like, no, no, no. I saw that and I'm not going to let this party happen. That's that's the mm. grandma. Okay. Or with all this COVID nonsense. Um, oh, she, she doesn't, doesn't want to get in your spit all over, all the, over cake. the cake. Exactly. <gasps> that's exactly it. You've solved it. It's but, it's to prevent everybody from getting the Rona and just spitting all over the cake. She says, uh-uh, don't do that. No, no, no. Like some your sparklers back. instead. Okay, that sounds like grandma. That's it's it. also um, my sly way of telling you that it's my birthday tomorrow. I should know this. Shit, Brit. <laughs> Happy birthday. Shit balls. Damn it. <laughs> you know what this means? At the end of the episode, you have to sing me happy birthday. In a ghost voice again? Or you can choose the voice, but it has to be spooky for sure. Okay, I can do that. Alyssa, do we just talk about dead grandmas blowing out candles and spitting on cakes? No, never, but we should more, especially when it comes to your birthday. I hope that everyone spits on your birthday cake. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I hope for your birthday. Thank, Thank, cheers to that, my friend. Please. But yes, do we normally talk about birthdays, grandmas, gifts? No, we, we talk about spooky shit, scary stuff. Things that give you nightmares and goosebumps and go bump in the night. Yeah. Cryptids, near-death experiences, UFOs, time travel. If it is strange and funky and not even necessarily spooky, we'll tell it and we'll read it. And we love to share those stories. Heck yeah. So what are we talking about today, Britt? Oh, God. What are we talking about? I think I just have some strange stories for us tonight. Strangeness. Yeah, I think I have some strangeness, too. Just some kind of coincidental, weird, like, what the, like, uh, yeah, like, glitchy sort of things. Oh, I love that. Do you want to tell one right now? Yeah, I'll go for it. I'll start this right off. Let's jump into it. So this one starts. I used to have a recurring dream as a teenager every night for months. I was sitting at a table on the patio of a restaurant. I was out there alone waiting for my food. And a homeless man comes up the other side of the patio and asks for change. I'm digging in my wallet for a couple of dollars, and then I hear tires screech and look up to see a crash in an intersection near the restaurant. I I run out there to see if I can help, and as I run out into the road, 
I get hit by a car and wake up at the impact. After a while, the dream stopped and I put it out of my mind. Fast forward to me being 28 and sitting at an on-the-border restaurant, on the patio, waiting for my food. A homeless guy comes walking past the restaurant, but doesn't stop and ask for change. It makes me think about that dream, though, and I start to feel uneasy. Shortly after, I hear the tire screech and I see a wreck happen in the intersection near the restaurant. I begin to run out there, but stop at the sidewalk and look out towards oncoming traffic. And there is an an SUV not slowing down. She was on her (laughs) phone and blew through the intersection completely unaware of what had just happened. I ran out and checked on the people and everyone was fine. Holy shit! Saved by the dream. Right? The premonition dream. They're not all bad if you are aware. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's good. I love it. Yeah. Like it's like a deja vu come true. I'm sure at first I'd be like, whoa, that's not really. Oh my God. Same thing. (gasps) Well, and then to know how it ends too. Oh man, that's, Mm -hmm. that's brilliant. That's beautiful. All right. I've got a story that is not about a dream. It is from Joey. He says, I grew up in western North Carolina. We had an area called Pinnacle Mountain, which always had a bunch of rumors surrounding it. There's not many houses towards the top of the mountain, mainly just a couple of small goats, chickens, or cow farms. The roads at the time were primarily rough dirt roads you needed a 4 by 4 to get to. It made for fun but difficult off-roading on the main road and on trails right off the road. There was a shit ton of stories about the mountains surrounding devil worshippers who would steal farm animals for sacrificing. Not sure of the validity of some of the stories, but we even heard of stories where some cops wouldn't even go up there. Occasionally, from the rough road, you would see campfires deep in the woods. We made sure to stay the hell away from those, mainly because the stories were freaky as shit, so it creeped everyone out. On a relatively dark night in the middle of winter, my best friend and I went off-roading up there with these two girls in his dad's basically new Chevy. Just one of those, hey, let's go do some stupid shit at like 11 or 12 at night kind of thing. After driving like idiots for an hour or so, we pulled off at a spot called the helicopter pad, mainly because it was just a random circle clearing right off the dirt road, maybe 120 yards in diameter. We stopped so that we could use the bathroom and smoke. We backed into our spot with a tailgate facing the woods. After maybe 20 minutes, we get back in the track to warm up, and one of the girls in the back noticed a figure almost directly opposite of just to the outside of the headlight beams on the left. It was dark, not, oh, it was dark and not in the headlights enough to tell what it was, but we all spotted it after a second, just because it was very tall, slender black figure that didn't look like a part of the woods. It didn't appear to be moving or doing anything, so that's why we were a little unsure if it was even a thing. As we were trying to make sense of what it could be, it starts running at a crazy fast speed around the perimeter of the circle towards us. No. (laughs) Caught off guard by how fast it was coming at us, we 
kind of just froze. It reached the bed of the truck within a few seconds and jumped straight into the bed of the truck (laughs) and just disappeared. The truck rocked as if someone had jumped into the bed, to which the girl screamed like crazy and legitimately freaked me and my buddy out. The weird part was it didn't seem like it jumped out of the bed, but it was clearly not there anymore. My buddy, being the crazy ass that he was, not sure if he was trying to act tough for the girls, decided that we should investigate. I followed his lead because I didn't want to look like a wimp. We got out maybe three or four minutes after when we were confident that it was not in the back of the truck. The back of our truck is maybe eight feet from the wood line, and the ground had some dense ice-packed snow on it. We were able to see the footprints leading up to the truck, but there was literally no evidence of any prints on the back or opposite side of the truck where it would have jumped out. This was a large lifted truck. Jumping straight into the back of the bed from the side of the truck is a crazy high jump. It was too dark and too fast to see any better details of the person slash thing, which just creeped us out even more. Within a couple of minutes, the girls were pleading to go back home, and at that point, we didn't particularly feel like sticking around. I still know the same friends from that night. Not sure why, but that story just kind of got tucked away and never talked about again. So just out of curiosity, I... um, did some online research about this place, Pinnacle, in North Carolina. Okay. And sure as shit, another story popped up from Michael. Oh, I forgot to write down the website. I think it was like um, hauntings in the U.S. or something like okay. that. Okay. Hauntedshit.com. Yeah. There, quoted. <laughs> yeah. So Michael says, and it from this area, um, oh, I guess I should preface. So Pinnacle is near an area called East Bend. So um, they're talking about East Bend, which is right by Pinnacle. Okay. My, my girlfriend and our friends were in East Bend out on 67 three nights ago on a walking trail near the Yadakin River. We lost track of time and before we knew it, it was getting dark. And that's when the woods came alive. Shapes in the dark. And we could hear sounds of footsteps in every direction. It felt like we were being watched the entire trip out of the woods. So please, if anyone else has been up there before and have any cl- uh, and has any clue, let me know. Um, so I had never heard of this place. I've been to North Carolina before, but not in that area. Um, but that's spooky shit. Like there's something out in those woods. I wanted to know if the footprints looked like human footprints or what kind of footprints they were. That's like what I was trying to picture in my head. Oh, see, and I just envisioned that they were some kind of creature footprints, but I I don't think that he um, describes them. I'm also 99% confident that that creature jumped into the body of one of the people who were <gasps> in the back of the truck. One of the and girls, And then it's huh? like... I want to go home now. It was Take like all to creepy. Your home. Yeah, I'm ready to go. And <sighs> they're possessed now. And then that is also explains why they have sacrifices in that mountain. 
Because people, the devil worshippers, worshippers, jump into the body. Um, anything again? Anything aggressively running quickly at you? Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Not welcome. No, no. That's that a- terror and something so fast that it's not like you could even start the car, or, like drive away quick enough because it's coming at you so quickly. Hard no. I don't Hell want no. that. And then especially if you're still in that moment of trying to work out if this thing, what you're seeing is actually like a being or an entity or maybe just like some sticks in a shrub that looks like something. And before you've even worked that out, it is sprinting directly at you and jumping into the back of your car. I'm with that girl who screamed bloody murder. That would have been me. Could it be, possibly be our good friend, Wendigo? (gasps) It could be. Lurking in the shadows. They didn't use the word sexy. Being tall and slender. Well, they didn't get a good look at him. Nah, tall, slender. That's my type right there. (laughs) Elf, dark, mysterious. Okay, but the Wendigo. We've already done this. Our geographical expertise has told us that the Wendigo is not. Not. North Carolina is not. You're right. Up in the Great Lakes region. You're right. I know that. It's not in the territory. Okay. There's got to be some North Carolina cryptid that is, you know. Perhaps Maybe even a skinwalker or something. I don't know. Shadowy. Maybe I need to do a little bit more research. Oh, you know what is in that part, those parts? I want to say, is it like the bunny man? I'll have to look that up. Have you ever heard of the- Okay, I'll no, bring that, that one. that sounds very innocent and charming. No one, no, don't Google that, anybody at home. I will earmark that. <laughs> I will bunny earmark that one. I might bring you a bunny man story. Okay, my next story. This is a little heartwarming one, Britt. It's a little heartwarming. Okay, this oh, summer. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Oh, should I end with this heartwarming one? Nope, you've already started. Let's go. Fine. Okay. <laughs> This summer, I bought my girlfriend a last-minute birthday trip to go kayaking around the San Juan Islands off of the Washington State coast. That's near me. After a long drive and ferry trip, we found the tour group of about 20 people and were then shuffled into a shuttle van for a ride to the beach. Now, my girlfriend has a unique name similar to the name of a famous painter. Let's say it's Rebecca Warhol, just for fun. That, that's not her name. Okay. She's a little ray of sunshine and started chatting with this middle-aged woman sitting next to her on the shuttle as we waited to leave. The woman noted that she had always loved the name Rebecca as it was her mother's name. They made pleasant small talk in the van until the tour guide passed around the sign-in sheet for all of us to fill out. That's when things got strange. My girlfriend wrote her full name on the sheet and passed it on to the woman who immediately shouted, Oh my God! And started crying. What? After a few minutes of total confusion, she told us, Rebecca Wallerhall was my mother's full name and these islands were her favorite place in the world. She passed away this summer from cancer and we've traveled hundreds of miles to spread her ashes here. <gasps> and, and she's on the bus with she's on the, bus. the same name? <laughs> yeah, sitting next to her. What? We were stunned. I literally picked a random date, time, and tour company, and then we were split into the same group as this woman, and my girlfriend was sitting right next to her on the shuttle. What the hell? She continued by saying, my daughter told us that Nana Rebecca would be with us on this trip, and I didn't believe her until now. 
It was the most unbelievable coincidence we have ever experienced and has totally convinced me that there's more to this world than we think. As my brother later said, the universe winked at us that day. Holy shit. That was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, if I was that old lady with the ashes, I think I would literally shit my pants. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? The odds of someone with the exact same name of your mother who you are on this trip specifically to spread your mother's ashes is sitting next to you, (laughs) chatting you up on the bus. Uh, This is like why we started the podcast. I think we've gotten lost in sexy cryptids and (laughs) other things. Like, and it's not lost, but like, we definitely like, sometimes I'm like, what, why, why do we have that? What are we talking about? What did, what is, we, why right, did we though. start this podcast? That story, these are the nuggets. This, this is, is like truly. Going back to the roots of mm-hmm. the skeletals. I love this sort of shit. These crazy random coincidences that just blow the mind that don't make sense. Like, what are the odds of this? What are the odds of this? Oh, that's marvelous. Marvelous. Um, and also San Juan Islands. Love it. Gorgeous. Such a pretty place to go. We should go there sometime. And go okay. Home. Oh, there's a haunted hotel on the San Juan I- Islands. <gasps> San- what did I just say? San Juan Islands. La Ro- Roche Harbor, I think. Is? Yes. Yeah. It's it's Man, it's you're just giving yourself all sorts of stories for next week. Rabbit Man, haunted islands. Well, we have to go there. Oh, we have to go there. And investigate. Let's investigate. Yeah. Remember we were going to go like just stay at the fanciest hotels to see if they were uh, all haunted? What well, I that? think that was I think that was when we were like bringing in income for the podcast. Hashtag <laughs> goals. We're still in the, in the red. We, the we need podcast. to take this to Shark Tank. <laughs> I know. Right? Like this is our... our Shark our, Tank. Here's the deal. We need to go to fancy hotels and find the ghosties. Exactly. Give us money. Perfect. Even ones that you don't think are haunted, the newest hotels, we'll oh, figure that out with for the you. fanciest rooms. I mean, mm-hmm. all the suites are haunted, so we have to be in those with champagne. Ex- yep. Champagne and the longer we the stay, ghosts. the more likely we are to see the ghosts. It's <laughs> right, Shark Tank. Yeah, Shark Tank. What the hell, Mark Cuban? Who? I don't know. Does he, is he a part of Shark Tank? I've never seen that show. I've never seen an episode. Of <laughs> and I think that name might be somebody. I think we have to make a slideshow. We could do a slideshow. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get on All it. Right, done. Okay. Uh, we'll get our intern on that <laughs> right away. Hey, do you have another story? <laughs> oh, hey, I do. Um, <clears throat> this one is from Leslie. I'm not going to tell you what it's about because I don't remember. It has been known since time, spirits befriend children. My daughter has just turned three. We were riding in our hometown down a road that had a railroad crossing. Nothing unusual. A ball of light bounces over our minivan. I didn't think anything about it until I heard my daughter say, Hi! I still didn't think anything about it. Figured she was just talking to her doll. But then after we got home, I heard her talking away and I asked, who are you talking to? And she said, the boy called Yanni. I went on, figured that she, I figured that she had watched the movie Drop Dead Fred and she wanted an imaginary friend. And she asked if he could stay there until he finds his family. And I said, oh, sure, as long as he cleans up his mess. 
Nothing really out of the ordinary happened after that. Time went on and she turned four. So I asked her about Yanni and she said, oh, he's still here. I laughed and went on about our day. In the middle of her birthday party, she stood up and said, bye, and started to wave. I asked her who she was waving at and she replied, Yanni and his parents, they finally found him. After that, she never mentioned him again. Our family is not unknown to paranormal, but it was an interesting how an orb that contained a child's spirit caught a ride in a vehicle and was reunited by his parents almost a year later. Have you ever heard anything like that before? It sounds like Jada, the little girl who has uh, the imaginary friend slash ghost of your friend Julie's little girl, Elise. That's what that sounds like. I think we're just waiting for that moment for Elise to say, bye, bye, Jada. And then just be like, oh, Jada, Jada found her family. Jada found her grandma. Is that what we're waiting for? Well, you know, I still haven't done that Ouija (laughs) session to talk to Jada. So I'll let you know here in a few days. Um, Okay. I got real hung up on the fact that there are two. How old was this little child? Two or three? Started at three, Sheesh. and then on her fourth birthday, Yanni leaves. Okay, three-year-old watching the movie Drop Dead Fred. Let's <laughs> time out right there. <laughs> what? I've never what? watched it. Is it not? Is it not kid-friendly? It is not human-friendly, I think, is a more appropriate. <laughs> it's not a good movie? I think it's like the movie that ended like Phoebe Kate's career from like Gremlins, the chick from, do you know who that is from the, the chick from Gremlins and Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Gremlins and either. it's like, there's a really annoying imaginary friend bouncing around. I did see it. I just remember it being very chaotic and I don't remember a lot of it, but I want to say it was like panned as like a horrible movie across the board <laughs> that I like don't even know how this child could have watched watched it. Um, yeah, if I Rotten Tomatoes, it gave it an eleven percent. I'm looking at this um, out of one hundred. Okay, one out of one hundred. That's, that's an eleven percent. That's pretty terrible bad. movie. Um, aside from that, they didn't do any like Google investigating. Yanni is a pretty fucking unique name. They couldn't like it Yanni is. didn't get hit on the. Railroad tracks? Oh. Come on. I mean, that's where Yanni showed up was on the tracks. Of course. Anything weird happens, you got to hop on that Google and investigate, please, especially when it comes to children or email us at skeletalespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll research for you. We will research that. Maybe he got hit by the train, zooped in the car, and he's like, hey, can I chill with y'all for a little bit? Cool, thanks, thanks. And then hung out with the little girl until his family showed up. Like his family was looking for him. It reminded me of when we had Nicole on the podcast, the clairvoyant, and she was in the cemetery one time, and there was a mom who was looking for her child. And that, that like after death longing and looking for your loved ones. I hate that idea. I want to like instantly be reunited with my loved ones when I die. I don't want like to be searching yeah. for them. Like they're on different planes or something, which yes. ha- uh, maybe everyone thought its name was Laurel. What's Laurel? The- Did I miss something? What's that from? Is it a Drop Dead Fred reference? No, it's not. Maybe. Did you remember that whole thing where it was Yanni? Yanni. Laurel. 
Laurel. It was like that thing. Oh, shit. Maybe they were yelling Laurel the whole time, or maybe he was hearing Yanni, something there with the waves of the ghosts or something. And that's why they couldn't find Yanni. Exactly. They were yelling it, but it was coming through as Laurel. He's like, who the fuck is Laurel? My name's Yanni. (laughs) And... Somehow the interminglings of the the veils got all entwined over at that little kid's house. But interesting uh, kids with ghosts all day long, every day. Yes, please, more of those all the time. Okay, I've got one more that does not have anything to do with children. Perfect. Um, I don't even remember if it has to do with ghosts. So, in college, I took a hard news slash soft news journalism class. I don't know the difference between. Hard news and soft news. Oh, like maybe hard news is like a bomb has landed in a city. And then soft news is like a kitty cat got stuck in a drain. Okay. Can you just take, I want a kitty cat stuck, got stuck in the drain (laughs) class versus (laughs) the bomb class. I don't know if you have to look. Maybe it's, you have to learn like the different vocal tones. Like this is your serious bomb voice. Mm, This is your kitty cat voice. I've taken... Taken? Nope. Taken zero of any of those classes. So I this is not, all coming out of the Yeah, I've not taken any of these. You have to talk with a kind of <laughs> nasally newscaster voice if you want to be in the news, whether you're talking oh. about saving kittens from a tree or a bomb was dropped on Baghdad today. Same voice. That's good. That was a good news voice. I disagree. You need separate classes for this. So Everybody who was in journalism school... Quit the class now and listen to this episode. Yeah. Or we could just Google that, but I don't want to. A hard news slash soft news journalism class where one of the assignments was to write an obituary for one of my grandparents. The professor told us to write it on a deceased grandparent, but if all your grandparents were still alive, we had to choose one. (laughs) Okay. In my case, all of my grandparents were alive, so I procrastinated actually doing the assignment until the night before it was due because it seemed like a morbid task. Which grandparent do you choose? Right? Like, (laughs) So scrambling for an easy grandparent to write about, I gave my mom a call and asked her for some basic biographical information about my maternal grandfather. As we were talking about my grandpa's career, my mom couldn't recall the name of one of the companies he worked at. She lectured me about waiting until the last minute to write the assignment because it was late, 10.30 p.m. my grandpa's time. However, she said she would give him a call to see if he was still awake and be able to answer that question once my assignment was due the following morning. When my mom called my grandpa, my grandma answered the phone in a panic. My grandma frantically explained that the paramedic, the paramedics had just arrived and were performing CPR on my grandpa because he had stopped breathing and lost consciousness. No! My, gran- <laughs> my mom was able to stay on the phone with my grandma until they took my grandpa to the hospital where he was declared dead. No! In the time my mom and I had been talking on the phone about my grandpa's obituary, quote unquote, obituary. He was dying. His death was entirely unexpected. Although he was in his 80s, he was the healthiest of my grandparents at the time. We ended up using the obituary I wrote for that writing assignment as his actual obituary. It still freaks me out when I think about the timing. (sighs) She jinxed him. It was all her fault. 
I don't she know if it was her. absolutely cannot go into the business of obituary writing. No, it's like prophecy writing. Prophecy. Didn't... Yes, and we he... are connecting dots here, Alyssa. Ding, 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 ding. That's tragic and an insane coincidence. It is. I imagine a part of them were stoked that the obituary was already written, though. They're like, oh, <laughs> check that right off the list. She should write oh, all of her shit. grandparents' obituaries. If that no, no then they don't will all that. die. They don't write die. any more don't, obituaries. No more. Stop right now. Okay, okay. Does it kind of make you want to um, write your obituary? My own. Do you ever think about it? Well, like I said before, I'm always thoroughly disappointed that um, there's not more graphic nature in obituaries. <laughs> so okay. if I wrote my own, I'd go into like great detail. Okay. We'll make some notes. I will at least help inform. If uh, Assuming I outlive you, we'll, <laughs> we've made it known on this podcast. Everybody, if you get word that Britt died, please let it be known that she really wants a lot of graphic, gory details it's, contained it's within. Air. Yeah, it's on air. Nothing cryptic. We don't um, need any cryptic messaging. Did you ever read the one? Um, I think someone may have even posted it on Skeletal's community of the woman who had written her own obituary. And it was this incredibly flourished. Oh, shit. Now I feel like I want to find it. This is the obituary of Holly Blair. Holly Blair exploded into glitter and bats on August 17th, 2020. She is survived by her four spoiled cats, two stinky dogs, three bad birds, a turtle, and an utterly useless frog named Fred, as well as three children and a husband of little to no importance. Her remains will be interred under a tree with the ridiculous multitude of animals she rescued, both wild and domestic. Her future plans include drinking beer with Terry Pratchett and flying across the moon on her broomstick on Halloween. She has also promised to communicate with us from the beyond via the cocktail psyche. We ask that everyone carve extra jack-o'-lanterns on Halloween this year in her honor. All hail the Wicked Witch of Juniper Road. Arrangements are under the care of Wood River Chapel of Haley, Idaho. Please visit her, visit her memorial page, and then it gives the website. Condolences in the memory photo. I love that. Oh, so my God. I did good. not see that when somebody posted it. <laughs> Holy shit. That is amazing. Yes, that that's what I'm talking about. Whoever writes my obituary, like, please embellish, flourish, all of it. I, I have it. one critique. Okay. How did she die? <gasps> that's right, obituary. They never tell you. Where does it say send any flowers to something? Maybe she died of pumpkin cancer because it does <laughs> tell you to carve some pumpkins. Or extra jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> That's the only hint. You know, she was like throwing pumpkins into trees and got a little schmag in, sh- <laughs> in her eye. <laughs> oh, that was me. That was me. And my oh, eye is still oh, jacked dear. up. Uh, I dear. keep having to put in eye drops. I don't know. Lisa. Stupid pumpkins. Stupid pumpkin. My next story is not about obituaries, but it is about death. <gasps> Buckle up. This comes from Cynthia. My uncle died in a tractor accident. Told you. Death in the first sentence. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
My aunt wasn't used to being alone, so we took turns staying with her. We just finished eating and cleaning up. We went into the den to watch TV. I sat on the couch, and she sat in her reclining chair. It was next to another reclining chair that my uncle always sat in. We turned the TV on, and then it happened. My uncle's reclining chair opened up all the way, and there was an indention on the seat, like someone was sitting there. I was frozen in shock and a little scared. My aunt looked at me and said, I guess Uncle Bob wants to watch with us. I kept staring at the chair, and I swear I heard someone breathing and laugh. I didn't sleep well that night. I got up in the middle of the night to use the restroom and went by my aunt's bedroom. I heard her breathing, but also someone else breathing. My uncle was still there with my aunt after his death. I felt like he was watching over her. The chair thing continued. It was almost a year later that my aunt passed away. I always wondered if they still watched TV together in those reclining chairs. I don't know what happened to them. Probably sold in a sale. The- oh, these chairs, not the bodies. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You know, <laughs> I probably should have clarified that lesson. I don't oh. know what happened to those chairs. Perhaps I- they were sold. I love that. Like people bought them as a set and they just open up on their own. You know, my great my grandmother has um a set of reclining chairs. There's one and the other one that my grandfather my grandfather used to sit in. And it, I've not seen the indention, but I I've asked her several times since we started the podcast. I'm like, "Grandma, have you seen any ghosts? Like, or do you see any? Have you had any spooky experiences? And she's like, nothing spooky, but your grandpa's here all the time. Like, she, it, she is like, she feels him. He's like, hangs out with her while she's there in the house alone. And so I think it's true. Like, if you're with your like kindred spirit and you like have your routine together, I, yeah. I think that can happen. I do think that they probably continued to watch TV together because it seemed like it was such a routine of them mm-hmm. that like even in death, it was just like, okay, this is our nightly, our nightly, um, our nightly TV watching. Gonna oh, make and an- old people have like the tightest of schedules. Like, all right, 10 p.m. That's my Ooh. bedtime. Going to bed. All right. Up at 6 a.m. That's what, you know, like they just there. It's part of. The schedule. Mitch has been an old man for several years now because it's exactly (laughs) him. He is such an old man. He has such old man habits like that. He's like, it's 10. I can't drink coffee. Oh my God. I just ate chocolate. What was I thinking? It's it's 6.15 PM. (laughs) I'm never going to sleep. He's got like, he's such an old man, like in so many of his habits. And he does get up with the day. It's like, I've wasted the day away. It's 8 AM. I've wasted the day. I'm like. Meanwhile, this is like, can I please sleep till 10, please? Uh, yeah, that's not allowed. <laughs> that is not allowed. <laughs> this not morning, you're retired. Milo was just bucking like a chicken all morning. I don't know what he was doing. Just walking around. <laughs> I was like, dude. Please. It is the weekend. It is, it is not Stop. allowed. And sleeping in is not allowed in my house. Or it, it, it's sleeping in is like 8.15. That's tolerated. But Gotcha. Um. Also, did that article actually say, did the the letter actually say indention on the chair? It did fucking say indention. Is it because you you retyped it? (laughs) 
I did not. I read it straight from their mouth to the podcast. Okay, okay. They're, they're fighting. So they're, glad that obviously you validated they're that for me. Team Thank Brit. <laughs> Where, where's my team Melissa coming at? We'll see here. Um, I tried to ignore it, but I could not because you repeated it again. So um, interesting. <laughs> interesting. We've got some illiterate listeners well, here with God us. God damn it, um, What? <laughs> if you, <laughs> let us know. Are you on Team Brit or Team Alyssa? You can send us that vote <laughs> and <laughs> stories um, to skeletalespodcast at gmail.com. I'll only accept this challenge if there's a story that goes along with the vote. Okay, they're you all going to be on Team Brit. I already know I'm setting myself up for disappointment here. <laughs> Don't divide the podcast. Listeners, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. Jesus, Brit. Seriously, we love each other and agree on absolutely everything. Don't choose teams, but if you did, you can always call in at our hotline. What is it? 302-689-DEAD. 302-689-3323. Yep. You can also DM us at um, Instagram at Skeletales Pod. We're on Facebook at Skeletales Podcast and Skeletales Community. We're on the Twitter at Skeletales Pod. Wait, we're not, may not be Skeletales. We're, find us. We're uh, some sort of Skeletales. Yeah, search Skeletales. We'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah. Um, you can purchase stuff in our merch shop. We've got t-shirts, mugs, notebooks, buttons, and keychains. All like all sorts of fun stuff that you should get for Christmas times. That is skeletalspodcast.etsy.com, or you can find that in our link tree on Instagram. Anything else? Are you forgetting that? Uh, share. Yeah, share, like, I don't even know if you can like on on Apple Podcasts anymore. I don't, I don't know what either, the hell But just you know, like, honestly, like, just tell some people like, hey, exactly. listen to this. Listen to these stories. Listen to this story of these girls telling stories. Heck yeah. Like, listen to a few episodes. Don't just judge us by one. We might have been <laughs> tired. <or> Sick. Weird. <laughs> We're Sick. always weird. You never know. <laughs> just last minute. Just doing it to get it done. Anyway. Um, Alyssa. Yeah, I thought I had one more thing I had to say, but I don't remember what it was anymore. Oh, I have a corrections corner. Oh, Do okay. we have the Crypt of Corrections? Oh. Yeah, Crypt oh, of Corrections. Hey, we haven't opened our Crypt of Corrections in a long time. I know, I'm sure it's perfect in well every way. Over, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're well overdue, I'm sure, every episode. But this one, I ran into some neighbors. Um, Sheldon had given me a story a while back, but they had mentioned that they listened to the Thanksgiving episode. Again, I was like, I know it was this week. I don't remember what the hell he talked about. And then mm -hmm. as we were chatting, I was like, oh, yeah, the Scary Dairy in California. Yes. Um, They're from California. I was like, oh, you guys, you guys are like from those parts. And then he was like, oh, yeah, we used to have fundraisers for the Camarillo Mental <gasps> Hospital. Camarillo. I was like, oh, shit, it is Camarillo. Not so, Armadillo. Not Armadillo. Texas never pronounces Armadillo. shit correctly. Armad yeah, and it, not Camarillo. It's Camarillo. Camarillo. So, apologies. Uh, as it should be. There yeah. is a street here in Austin. You read it. You were like, that is Guadalupe. This is how Guadalupe is spelled all over the world. Yeah. Nope. Come to Austin. It's just Guadalupe. 
Oh, come on, Austin. Guadalupe. And Gua- there's so, so many like that. Guadalupe? Yeah. yeah. There, there's Heartbeat. one that is um, Manchaca. That's how it looks. That's how it's pronounced. Manchac. In what? Texas, it's Manchac. I don't, I don't even, even know, know why. what Manchac like, would look like. What is this Spanish you speak of? But yeah. All right. Camarillo. Uh, All right. That's a good. I'm glad you corrected that. Everyone has their things in Rochester. We've got um, uh, Gates Chai Lai, which is really just Gates Chili. It's spelled chili. We call it Chai Lai. Um, <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why do we call it Chai Lai? Chai Lai? I don't know. Uh, then we have Avon, like A-V-O-N. Yeah. And we call it Avon. Okay. Uh, maybe oh, we just like to be terrible. fancier. Yeah, you guys just fancy up there. When I went to visit in uh, my family in Portland in the summer, they were like, oh, we're going through this town here. They pointed, oh, Aloha. Cool, like Hawaii. No, Aloha. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Nobody pronounces it that way. I just think people like to know who the locals are and who the locals Mm, ain't. They can suss it out by how you pronounce it. Real quick, real easy. Be like, you ain't a local. This, and they have their little town meeting, and they're like, "Gotcha, hey y'all, we live in Armadillo, okay, <laughs> and Camarillo. Actually, no, that's proper. I thought maybe because it's Spanish, right? That double L yeah. is a Y sound. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, that's our crypt of corrections. Let's close that, not open that up Perfect. for a good old long time. We've. <laughs> Um, we're on a roll with our perfectionism yeah. so once that's a year the one that's flaw all necessary done i think yeah <laughs> oh there is one more thing brett yes brett, what is it brett brett, brett, mm-hmm. brett yes friend haunt you later haunt y'all later good night good night happy birthday to you happy birthday to Happy birthday, dear Brett. Happy birthday to you and many more. Happy birthday, Brett. Have a great day. <laughs>